Here's the number. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer. Call Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. When there's something strange looking under your bed, who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters and we will bust your dust. Hi, folks. Bruce right now with Right Now Auto Group. I'll tell you right now, February is the best time to buy that new car. So don't throw in the towel just because you haven't found your special vehicle yet. Stop by right now at Auto Group in New Lexington. Once you prowl through our lot, that scowl will come off your face. You won't be growling about our prices either. At Right Now Auto Group, you'll find vehicles from Chrysler, Ford, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We can match anyone's price on new vehicles. Experience a hassle-free environment while working with our friendly staff. Our sales team will work to find you the vehicle you want, and our finance department will work to get you a great deal. Call 740-342-5146 for your VIP appointment today. Visit us this weekend in New Lex, or see all the cars at RideNowAuto.com. This is Bruce Ridenour with Ridenour Auto Group. We want you to ride in our cars. Hi, it's Randy and Bruce from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Bruce is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Michael Kasich was the lead singer of what band? The cars. What was Gary Newton's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars. 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 57 Chevy. Oh, that's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Cars, cars, cars. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community, and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers train to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of broadcasters in this station. I-N-E-P-G Tech 2468 Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 Talking with Coach Art the head football coach and athletic director here at Inept Tech and it's a big week on campus, Coach. That opening football game of the season is coming. exciting excitement is building up to a crescendo. Everybody can't wait for that first ball game. That opening opponent, let's see, that's uh, South Oklahoma State, I believe. Well, that's right. You know, that's SOS, and we purposely put them at the head of our schedule because we knew that that program was in trouble. They need a lot of help over there, so we figured we'd come up with a real easy victory. 
a scouting report on this team, Coach, and sometimes that's a little bit hard to come by when it's the first game of a season. That's right, and that's why we put Coach Lewis and Coach Clark out on a scouting exposition so they can come up with all the information necessary so we can come up with, with a be-prepared type game plan. Have you heard from your coaches yet? Uh, what's that scouting report? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because we're sitting right here. I'm expecting to hear from Coach Lewis and Coach Clark just any time now. And they might, uh, that might be them now. And I, I know we're doing a radio show, but I, I really need to get this, uh, get, get this talk. Go ahead and get that phone, Coach. Hello. Coach uh, Art Turf from that Tech hit. Well, howdy there, Coach Lewis. Hope you and Coach Clark are doing all right. You got the, all the information we're looking for? Well, good, good, good. This is a good program right here, and uh, I wonder if we could just maybe go to commercial and then uh, discuss all the scouting report and come back with that in a little bit. Coach, we'll be glad to do that. Uh, we talk with Coach Lewis and Clark, and we'll be back well, with more. Coach, uh, listen, Coach Art Turf, right after this message. And we're back with Coach Art Turf following the conversation with uh, his scouts, Lewis and Clark, Coach, I know uh, surely you must have had some information on this team before you even put them on the schedule this year. Well, you know, we did have a little bit. You know, Coach Morris over at SOS always has a real fine ball club. They seem to have a flair for pulling games out right there at the last, whether they use a trick player, delve into some player that worked a long time ago and they remembered it and brought it back. Little pitch out, little razzle-dazzle, little hunky boy, little something like that. Seemed like they always come up with something to win that ball game right there at the end. Well, I don't want you to disclose any secrets, but uh, what were you able to find out from your conversation with your with your coaches on the road? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, what I always do whenever we get these coaches calling in them scouting reports is I always make a recording of it just in case I don't forget nothing. I always have it right there at your fingertips. So what we're going to do right here is play this rascal back, Let's see if I can find and press the right buttons here. Let's see. Yep, we're in trouble now. What's wrong, Coach? That's something about Klingons. I, I think I got the wrong code book. Today's issue or uh, version of the Coach Arthur Show brought to you by Wealth Strategies. Isn't it fun? Good morning. Look at that sunshine. It's going to be kind of a wet few days, though. Thirty-five degrees here in Athens. They're expecting it to top out ten degrees higher, around forty-five. Forty-six tomorrow, and then Saturday, Sunday, some rain, but in the upper fifties. 
as you might be able to tell by now, uh, a free-for-all edition today. That is to say, uh, no guests or anything like that. We've had some really good guests, though. By the way, there's one follow-up. Let me see if I can find it here. You know, yesterday we had uh, the League of Women Voters on. Um, here it is. I have a stack of papers this morning, folks. Forgive me for being a little bit slow to sort them out. Here we go. Okay, so, um, yeah, Jen Miller uh, was, um, let's see, what was her role? Vice President? What's it say? Executive, Executive Director. Executive Director. That's the, that's the right. of Women Voters of Ohio. My long, short-term memory is, uh, well, anyway. Short. Uh, Short. <laughs> anyway, she's kind of the head of the League of Women Voters. And I had a, a nice note from one of our local uh, folks. Uh, Debbie wrote me saying um, it was a great interview with Jen this morning. Um, I just want to add a couple of pieces of info about the League of Women Voters. In case you have a, a chance to circle around for a comment before your guest tomorrow. Well, today's a free-for-all. So, what they call party people are welcome to be league members. That We're talking about political party. Um, are welcome to be league members. And, in fact, many elected officials currently are. Um... My recollection is that uh, when Ellsworth and I were on city council, Ellsworth Holden, uh, we were members. Um, and I think there's even some very tiny, modest dues annually, but uh, like $12 or something like that. It may have changed over the years. Maybe they don't have dues anymore. But the point is, we participated in uh, sitting and listening to many meetings, um, sometimes being asked to speak on certain topics. Um, and as Jen mentioned yesterday, it, even though it's called the League of Women Voters, and its history goes back 100 years or so, um, and the focus was giving women more empowerment with their vote. Uh, there are lots of male members. So we would encourage you that if you have a strong interest in political issues, um, election races, uh, local issues, um, consider being a part of the League of Women Voters. Uh, let's see, I, I lost my place here. There are no particular restrictions on party activity if you're a league member. You just cannot issue partisan statements in the name of the league. And if you are a league leadership, if you are in league leadership, there are additional restrictions. Um, now, if you're in leadership but you decide to choose to run for a public office, you may have to step down from leadership. 
Um, but current, uh, like I said, when I was on council, and I have five terms, I think, um, and several as president. Um, I mean, I, I don't think a male can hold an office, maybe, even. I don't know about that stuff. But the point is, just get involved. It's a wonderful organization, okay? All right. So um, if any of you do have an interest, um, send me a note, and I'll put you in touch with the right people. Well, that was a nice note, nice little follow-up there with uh, some additional info for us to add on to what the interview was all about. You know, I think uh, Jen did mention uh, Ellsworth Holden, and just one time I remember hearing her I say the I name Ellsworth. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, she made reference to all the work he had done with that too. Last I knew, Ellsworth <laughs> is not doing real well. Um, I hope I haven't missed something uh, worse than that, but. Um, had some health issues recently. Good guy. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. We do have a caller. So that's uh, maybe they're going to correct something I said wrong. <laughs> Good morning. You're on the air. Okay. I thought I had a caller. Hello. Okay. Well, folks, um, if you were trying to ring in, uh, I will watch the phones a little more closely. I have to my eyes in a different direction now to watch the phones um yeah here comes a call there right it goes now. again okay and this button and there we go good morning good morning both of you good morning um, first of all i think unless my memory doesn't serve me well this morning i think you had that uh lady on um on the ec that economic council thing or whatever that new name is yesterday I... Well, then Jim Miller was on. Well, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. I did want to ask you something personally. How, how's your arm? You mean from my fall? From the fall, yeah, from your fall. Well, I mean, I I have a few muscles that I didn't know I had that are, <laughs> but um, because you know you you take different actions, folks. I, I what, what, what my neighbor's getting to here is that I had a um, my first fall this winter. Um, two days ago, and uh, I just slipped to just on the sidewalk outside of my car and um, landed kind of on my elbow and one knee and um, promptly got back up, collected my stuff, put it in the car, and then realized that my elbow was a little sore. And yeah, later, on, later on, it was something else that was a little sore. <laughs> but, no, just, um, I would say... It's, everything's fine. It's just, you know, you you stretch something a little farther than it's accustomed to being stretched, and now it has to uh, heal. Well, your listeners are grateful you didn't break anything, because, you know, sometimes these unexpected presents like falls. Yeah. <laughs> what a present. Um, anyway, we're, we're all happy that you're on the mend. And okay. You, you must have very good, strong bones. Have you ever had a, a density test, a dexit? Uh, I, I would guess in my athletic days, yes. Uh, I've never broken a bone. 
No, I'm talking about those ones you get when you're older. After a certain age, you're you're allowed by your pay oh, the no. insurance company. Yeah. Um, not that I know of. Maybe maybe my doc's done it and I didn't know it. Oh, you'd know it. You, 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 okay. you would, it. It's painless, but I'm just saying sometimes people find out the hard way that they break something because they didn't know they had to. And I think of you because, with that because you don't drink milk. Uh, that's true. With, with, with your calcium intake. But you use it. You get it in other ways uh, in your body. I, I think so. I think you shared with And you. I'm not opposed to dairy products. You know, I love oh, ice cream and cheese and sour things. cream and all sorts of things. Yeah, both of you uh, fellows are what uh, Scott would call foodies. That's true. Yes. I always enjoy <laughs> that when you, oh, was that, you know, you went to this place or that place. and, and my, uh, my daughter is an extreme foodie, Jackie. Um, if you happen to look at her webpage, or not webpage, what do you call it? Facebook. Um, Mercy. 90% of the pictures are of a dish she just made or Dan just made. And mercy, the pictures are so awesome. But Isn't that amazing that somebody takes pictures of food these days? I don't, it's that's quite a bit. Yeah, it's a thing now that people do that. But I just, I just find, I, I don't, I can't ever look at her webpage because I don't have that ability to do that. But I can imagine, though, a lot of folks are doing that, and that's great because, they probably share a recipe with you, too. Does she, she I, I think she's very willing to do that. Yeah. Well, I thank you very much, and I'm glad that, that uh, you, your fall wasn't as serious as some folks uh, have had. Well, it was, it was just boom, boom, and done. It was very quick. I was embarrassed, of course, even though not a soul was around. I remember you shared recently you've had uh, three uh, tries. Yeah. And the third wasn't, the, it was the fourth one, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. that landed you there. So uh, thank you very much, and okay. both of you take care and stay well. Thank All you right, so you, much. You Likewise. Bye. Yeah, we, um, were, we were talking the other day when you came in. I'll just share this with the audience. And there are a couple different types of dance moves, and and one of them is called uh, busting a move. And I was telling Dave that I did that in the parking lot coming in the same day he fell. I said, I went out there and I busted a move, and Dave says, did you fall? And I said, no, just did a dance that I've not done. Mm. And then he told me he fell. I said, did you bounce up? And he goes, well, yeah. And I said, well, I guess if I'm busting a move, you were out there break dancing. Yes, yes. So luckily nothing broke, though. And then we have Tiger Woods. Oh, my. Yeah, wow. Wow, yeah. He's got a long road of healing ahead of him. You know what, though, uh, when I when I hear the experts talk, and I know it's been less than twenty four hours ago that that all happened, I guess, or maybe it has been twenty four hours. Anyway, I my money's on Tiger. Oh yeah, if anybody can bounce back, it's him. If anybody can return from something that devastating, I mean, you know, with being a golfer, you need every part of your body to function. There was some discussion about amputation. That the it was kind of one of those things is which would be better. And the decision was to try to save the the leg. Yeah, they uh, apparently inserted pins, screws, rods, rods uh, all sorts. Of yeah, things. and his uh, right right leg. Of course, he's a right-handed golfer. And so that's, you know, a lot of the strength where you, you pivot 
on the right foot after the swing. And one of the injuries is is where the the foot bone attaches to the lower leg bone that was nearly crushed, if if not. So that's what they're trying to do. And they they're saying, you know, with this healing and rehab, he could uh, quite very well have full motion again and have a complete recovery. So wouldn't that be remarkable? Indeed. And uh, there were quotes this morning on the news media saying uh, Tiger's motivation is not to get up to play another tournament. His motivation is his son, Charlie, is it? Mm, I don't know. Whatever his son's name is. Very, very close relationship there, who is also a very fine golfer, particularly for his age, which is young. Yeah. Uh, I would guess 10. Probably. Maybe. Um I, I thought you were going to say uh, that Tiger's motivation is to not only get up and walk again and play golf again, but to win the Masters again well, to, I, and win every tournament. Yeah, well, I mean. I mean, that's his goal every time he goes in. That's why he wears red on Sundays when he's in a final round. That's his attack color. He's mentioned that a time or two. If you've ever noticed on Sundays in the final rounds of a tournament, he always wears a red shirt. Alrighty. Yep. Tiger's son is Charlie Woods and he is 11 years old. Oh, I was pretty close. Yes, you were. Okay. Well, let's uh, update the COVID stuff. Uh, this information, uh, you know, we, uh, we mention this often and I know River mentions it uh, in his casts and so on, but you, you have to take a point in day and call it it. it. So this is all information as of 2 o'clock each day. Since this show airs before 2 o'clock today, this information is from 2 o'clock yesterday. Alright, enough of that. Uh, we'll work, um, we'll start with that. Uh, there were 11 new cases yesterday. On Tuesday, there were 12. Uh, there was a period there where we were having, you know, 23, 21. That, you know, but it's... To my, to my following, it has dropped significantly. The total number of cases so far... So when I said 12 or 11, those are new cases just in the last 24 hours. Okay, but the total, as of yesterday, 4,573. The number of active cases. 389 yesterday. The day before it was 400. The day before that, I don't have it on this sheet, but the point is it's been dropping, 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 just by small little pieces daily nearly. Um, active cases. So currently there are 389 people. Yesterday there were 400. But today 389 
active cases. Uh, 165 of those are being hospitalized, which means 224 are not. They're recovering at home. To date, so we mentioned cases total. We've had 4573. Now we have 4,153 that have gone through it and are now considered recovered. Vaccinations as of yesterday in Athens County alone, 7,980. That's basically 12.2% uh, of our population. Is that right? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, that's correct. Now, in our county, we've had 31 deaths. Now, I, a close friend of mine and, and neighbor said, you know, I would be interested to know about the first death. Just curiosity. So I, I worked on that last night. Now remember, you got HIPAA. You know what HIPAA is? It's it's the rules that deal with uh, confidentiality of medical information. Yep. So, um, I haven't given up yet. I mean, it's not like I want to name the person or anything like that. But. Um, Again, our first case in Athens County showed up okay, on 3-7, so March 7th of last year, almost a year ago, right? Today's February 25th, right? Yes. So just uh, like in two more weeks, it'd be one year. March 7th. Now, I had previously thought it was on March 12th that the first case was diagnosed, but I verified last night the first case was diagnosed, um, and it was one person on that first day. On three seven twenty. Now the first death was on three twenty nine of twenty. What I've not been able to determine thus far, anyway, is how old that first death was, or their gender, or their ethnicity. Not that all of that's important, but the age would be kind of curious. So, I'll keep working on it. Maybe I can find it. Well, those are the Athens figures. Let's do Ohio. Oh, I, I want to say one more thing. 
and sometimes I forget to say this, and I think this is a very positive statement. So remember, I told you that we had 4,573 cases thus far, which is uh, essentially 7% of our population. If we were like the rest of the state in terms of its activity, we should have 793 more cases than we did so far, which is to say instead of 4,573, we should have 5,366. Now, somewhere, I don't know if it was uh, Athens News or The Messenger or The Post or what, but somewhere there was a recent article that my wife was reading to me saying that Athens is one of the worst. I don't see where that came from. Not based on these statistics I've been keeping all this time. That, that we are the worst of what? Well, I mean, just that it's a terrible place for COVID. <laughs> uh, according to the, the map from the Ohio Department of Health, we are in the red like so many other counties Yeah, in Ohio. So I, I, I don't know what she was reading. I'll try to get that, um, see if she can find it again and bring it in tomorrow if I can. By the way, we have another caller waiting, I think. Good morning. Hey, good morning, dear Dave and Scott. Good morning. Good to hear your voice. Sure is. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, of course, it's always good to listen to the show. I have a project for you. Now, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sure you're not like, too surprised. Like I need another project, but yeah. if it's a project you have, it's always something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, with regard to that first death, yes, I'm giving you this from memory. Okay. 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 Uh, Male in his sixties, pre-existing conditions, okay. and uh, vigorous, active man. I knew him, and he was uh, exposed to this disease in Columbus. I think uh, at one of the major hospitals up there. Okay. And uh, that's about the best I can give you at the moment. Very well, Gene. Uh, I thank you. Sure. And. Um I'm sorry for your loss with this guy. All right, well, man. But uh, I, I might call you. I've got a hydraulics problem. That's on your tractor, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think, okay, that would be fine. Uh, <laughs> at, at, your, at your convenience. Okay. okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, he kind of tiptoed around that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, I'm not expecting him to do the work. Oh, I'm I, expecting yes. him to get me to someone he trusts to do the work. Yeah, or or delve into his knowledge. Yes, <clears throat> of, of his expertise. Gene is absolutely amazing with yeah, him. he really is. Okay, so then to uh, based upon Gene's uh, comments, uh, this first death was. A male in his 60s who also had some other health concerns or conditions. 
fair enough. Well, let's set this over here. Today is National Toast Day. Do you do you ever just eat toast? Oh yeah. Yeah, and and do you have a way you like to make it? I like um, you know just some either spread butter or real butter. That's preferred. And uh, sometimes I I put I sprinkle a sugar and cinnamon mm-hmm. mixture on it, or uh, some honey. I'll drizzle on it. So that's probably the most way okay. I will eat toast. Uh, we're in agreement. Um, butter and then anything. <laughs> <laughs> now, but I mean uh, jelly or honey or whatever. Yeah, uh, no anchovies on my toast. No, 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 no. That so that that excludes that from anything. <laughs> so today's National Toast Day. Yeah. No, I'll tell you what. You, how about paninis? I, I have oh, a panini yeah. sandwich machine where, you know, you put it in there and there's a press. and it, Sandwich press? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like those too. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It's hard to beat a slice of homemade bread toasted and real butter on it. Mm. Let it melt in there. Well, I we don't come by homemade bread too often. Mm. See, what's the one we like? It's from Crumbs. Um, Birdseed. I think it's called Birdseed Bread. Okay. Or something like that. Maybe it's not called that at all, and I'm embarrassing Crumbs. (laughs) But anyway, it's really good. Okay. Um, And then we have several local bakeries that are, you know, remarkable, too. Okay, so National Toast Day. It's National Chili Day. I don't know. I'm comfortable. Yeah. Me too. I'm warm enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's National Chocolate Covered Nut Day. Ooh. Now yeah. we're talking. Oh, my. And it's National Clam Chowder Day. Now, when I was growing up, we didn't... I don't know. My it was just my mom and my dad and me. And uh, remember, my parents were much older than um, customary parents of someone my age. I think they. I think dad was fifty when they adopted me. Something like that. Anyway. Um. So we did have a um, a tendency to go out to dinner more than the average family with someone my age, okay? So the Worthington Inn, and there's a big, it's a very historic building right in the center of Worthington, and there's some controversy right now that it's no longer going to be an inn. Right, but anyway, a wonderful place. They had a, what do you call it, a buffet, a Sunday buffet, and then other nights, other great meals. Okay, next. Uh, we went to Howard Johnson's. Okay. Now, um, there were two different Howard Johnson's that we went to. 
One was, let me turn my phone off. I know where the one on Olentangy is. Yeah, and then right. there was one down by um, the entrance to... I had it a moment ago till the phone rang. Um, shopping center. Graceland. Okay. Graceland Shopping Center, which is uh, right on High Street, just before Clintonville and all of that, Whetstone area. Um, now, why did I start this? About going, to, going out to eat? Oh, clam chowder. Clam chowder. Uh, as I recall, one of the um, my parents' favorites was clam chowder from Howard Johnson's. I haven't been to a Howard Johnson restaurant. I, I think they're still in existence for years, decades. By the way, we went to... Um, Bob Evans the other night hadn't gone there in quite some time. Really good food. Oh, good. And um, I was wondering how they were doing. Well, you see so few cars there anymore. Yeah, a lot of takeout, carryouts. And um, but they they were taking good care of people inside, and the food was very good. But uh, I just, for some reason or other, thought maybe there had been a change in quality or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this, so it was no longer attended as it used to be. Yeah. Anyway, why am I doing all this? Well, well, we, wait, we started out with the foodie thing there. Chocolate-covered peanuts and then went to clam chowder after yeah. toast and chili. So... That's, I, that's why, I guess. Yeah. I, I looked up Howard Johnson's here. Um, you'll be disappointed to hear this. But as of 2016, only one Howard Johnson's restaurant remains in Lake George, New York. And the food and beverage rights to the restaurant are currently owned by Wyndham Worldwide. Well, Wyndham's a fine organization. Yep. They've got a lot of... wonder if they have any thoughts about... Bringing it back or anything. Yeah, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? But if they have it as of 2016, you'd think they would have done something sooner. Yeah. Okay, well, certainly right now, with COVID and all, is not the time to be opening Uh, such a thing. Right. Folks, if you recall, uh, back at uh, just shortly after the election and all of that, I started in with a, um, a very thorough report where I listed each president and then a list of, oh, you might say, accomplishments or uniquenesses. Achievements. Yeah, that sort of thing. And... We did those for several days, and we got right up to the last one or two presidents. Now, I'm reading these to myself here, 
and based upon what I'm reading, I think we did do Barack Obama. Yeah, I think we did. So, really, what we've got left to do is that of Donald Trump himself. So, I would like to put these papers away. So, let's finish this up today. Of course, he was president from 2017 to 2021. So here are some, a list of things. First president to reach the age of 70 prior to his election to the presidency. Okay. Yep. Uh, let me just stop for a minute. They, they've made so much about Joe Biden's age. How old is he? Uh, President like Biden? 97. No. No, I'm kidding. I think he's 78. Okay. <laughs> well, going on. Donald Trump, first yeah, president to reach the age of 70 prior to his election to the presidency. Next. First president to assume the office without having had any prior public service experience in the military or politics. First president to have an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. Uh, in the, let's see, Marvin Heyer, I think was his name, give the benediction at his inauguration. I don't remember that. First president to be a billionaire prior to assuming office. First president to marry three times. First president to have children from three different wives. First president to have a female campaign manager. And we're talking about Kellyanne Conway. First president to be impeached and run for re-election. First president to have a member of their own party, and we're talking about Mitt Romney, vote for conviction in an impeachment trial. First president to appoint an Indian American to a cabinet-level position. Nikki Haley. First president to begin tenure with a net negative approval rating in the history of modern political polling. First president to dine in the forbidden city of Beijing, China. First president to meet with two emperors of Japan while in office, Akihito and Naruhito. First president to cross over the DMZ and enter North Korea while in office, In parenthesis, it says the 2019 Korea's United States DMZ Summit. Uh, 
first president to have a personal YouTube channel and reach one million subscribers. First president to attend New York City's Veterans Day parade while in office. We got uh, just five or six more here. Oh, I turned the page. I guess we have ten more. Okay, first president to send a presidential text alert. In this case, as a test through the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. Let me just pause for a minute. Something funny happened. You know, I mentioned we went to dinner at Bob Evans the other night. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there were maybe five other tables seated, and we were all socially spread out. But you know that... EAS tone that we play. Yeah. It's very distinctive. Yep. All of a sudden, everybody's phone in that restaurant started making that noise. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, I've had that happen on my phone once or twice, but I've never been where there were lots of phones all around me that did it at the same time. And it was that Amber Alert. Out of Columbus. Interesting. Okay, back to uh, President Trump here. Um, First president to attend and address the March for Life rally. First president to take office approving of gay marriage. First president to appoint a Hasidic Jew to a U.S. administration position requiring Senate confirmation. That was Michael Silk. First president to appoint an openly gay person to serve at a cabinet-level position. Richard Grinnell. First president to have had an arrest warrant issued against him by a foreign nation. It was Iraq. First president to be permanently banned from social media platform, which was Twitter. And the last thing they have here, the first president to have two separate articles of impeachment drafted against him. So now we can say we finally completed that that report. Yeah, I was uh, just looking at something here from the Charlotte Observer talking about whether you liked him or not. It is hard to ignore his accomplishments. Uh, The average annual income increased by $5,000 per family. 25% 25% lowest paid Americans uh, enjoyed a 4.5% income boost. Companies brought back more than a trillion dollars from overseas because of the TCJA bill that was signed and passed. Um, 
the U.S. surpassed surpassed Russia, Saudi Arabia, to become the world's largest producer and exporter of crude oil, fixed the broken VA system, biggest wilderness protection and conservation bill in a decade, and who can forget the Middle East peace agreements that were once thought to be impossible. And prescription prices uh, went down. Dow closed at new all-time highs more than 100 times. My phone here. So four odd calls during the show. Yeah, those are just a few examples. You know, well, I, like the guy or not. I, yeah. And again, that comes from the Charlotte Observer, mm-hmm. big newspaper okay. in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I was thinking about something the other day when I heard the term millennial. And suddenly I got to thinking, I don't know if I know all those definitions. What am I? Are Scott and I the same thing? Yep, we are. Okay, I don't know. I'm going to look at it right now. Yeah, we are. We're boomers. So, do you know what the... um, Let's see here. Where should I start? Okay, you're correct. So, the first time that they named a generation... was in 1946. And it lasted, what, 18 years, I guess. From 1946 to 1964. Anyone who was born in that period of time is called a baby boomer. And... You know, what are some of the things that happened during that period? The Cold War, rationing, fixed gender roles, jobs for life, and uh, wrote letters. I don't know what they mean. Wrote letters? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wrote letters because we didn't have email or any oh, I see electronic mean. communication then. Um, so we got out the uh, uh, paper and licked the stamp. Let's see. And an envelope. Baby boomers were born after the demographic... may have fought in World War II. Younger members may have fought in the Korean War or the and or the Vietnam War. Hardship during the Great Depression led to the Second World War, which resulted in fewer children called the Lucky Few. And for each of these, they give like a list of certain political leaders that were prominent in those years. 
For example, on the baby boomers, they mentioned Robert F. Kennedy, Mikhail Gorbachev, Margaret Thatcher, and Boris Yeltsin. Revolutionary leaders, they mentioned Fidel Castro and Che Guevara. G-U-E-V-A-R-A. Don't know that person. Sorry. Civil rights leaders at that, during that period, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Activists, Gloria Steinem. Writers, Allen Ginsberg. Artists, Andy Warhol. Musicians, here we go. The Beatles, the Rolling Stones. Bob Dylan, James Brown, Elvis Presley, Leonard Cohen. Miles Davis, Johnny Cash, Little Richard, Frank Zappa, Stephen Sondheim, and Sammy Davis Jr. Movies of that period, Gone with the Wind, Marilyn Monroe, Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, Leonard Nimoy, and William Shatner. Comedians, Richard Pryor, John Cleese, Bill Cosby, Joan Rivers, Dave Allen, and Woody Allen. Well, anyway. So, Baby Boomers, 1946 to 1964. What's next? Uh, Generation X. You're correct. Um, there were some other terms used for it, and we were out of time, right? Getting close. I had no idea. I thought we had plenty of time left. So, tomorrow is a free-for-all. We'll finish it up then. I apologize, I apologize, folks. I completely lost track of time. Go Bobcats this afternoon. Another makeup game against Eastern Michigan. There you go. Free game at 1.30. Tip at 2 on Power 105. And no Copperheads this summer. Boo-hoo. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. A third coronavirus vaccine is close to getting FDA approval. An advisory panel meets tomorrow to make a recommendation on Johnson & Johnson's single-shot version. Moderna says it is now testing a booster to counter mutations. CBS's David Begno from L.A. The concerns over that COVID variant first detected in South Africa continue to grow. The variant is now in at least 14 states. And data suggests it could reduce the protection that people are getting from existing vaccines. So the drug company are now working on those booster shots. Getting a vaccine at all is still like winning the lottery in a lot of places. CBS's Jim Krasoulis says the government is offering new help. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is launching a new online tool which allows people to search for coronavirus vaccine providers with in-stock vaccine in the local area. The tool builds on the existing vaccinefighter.org platform. An update on a six-month CBS News investigation into a remote military base in Uzbekistan used by U.S. service members after 9-11. Many got sick after they were exposed to toxins. Lawmakers are introducing legislation in Washington today to guarantee them health coverage. Veteran Mark Jackson passed through the former Soviet base. It does get me just a little emotional, just tinge in the back of my throat, um, a lump, because we worked so hard for it, and the odds were stacked against it. 
and now we have bipartisan legislation at the beginning of this Congress. A green card ban in the U.S. is about to end. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. The issuance of green cards was halted last spring because of the pandemic. The Trump administration claimed it was to save jobs. But President Biden says shutting the door on legal immigrants harms the country and industries that use their talents. The ban covered many employment-based visas. President Biden has also proposed legislation that would limit presidential authority to issue future bans against immigrants. The number of people filing jobless benefits shall, fell sharply last week to 730,000. That's 111,000 fewer than the week before. Bank rates Mark Hamrick on the bigger picture. The total number of individuals on some form of assistance remains quite elevated at above 19 million as a sign that economic distress associated with the pandemic is still very much with us. A lot of people will be losing jobs at lingerie stores. It's the first ever Victoria's Secret Swim Special. L Brands will close as many as 50 Victoria's Secret locations. Most are not in malls. The company is planning to open 49 new Bath and Body Works stores. The Dow is down 37 points. This is CBS News. Indeed delivers great candidates.